I got navy blue and gold all up in my soul. I got navy blue and gold all up in my soul. I got navy blue and gold all up in my soul. Northern Arizona University. Dream it out loud and then you if you ain't heard of me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of NAU and Big Sky Sports. I'm your host, Casey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to year two of NAU and Big Sky Sports. When I originally thought about the first episode of the year, I was thinking of getting ready for spring football and all the other awesome news that we always look forward to. Then, about two and a half weeks ago, this COVID-19, or coronavirus, hit the U.S. and completely shot down our economy, our lives, and most importantly, our sports. However, there's no need to fear. The NAU man is here. I have Lance Hartzler, the NAU and Flagstaff sports writer from the Arizona Daily Sun. He and I will be discussing what is going on with NAU during this crazy time. Also, a recap of NAU sports during the last few months. Up next is Lance. Hey, I'm on the phone with Lance Hartzler with Arizona Daily Sun. How are you, Lance? Good. How have you been, man? You know, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's a crazy time we're living on right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. A lot of new normals, so to say, happening. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, listen, before we get into all that and everything that's kind of going on today, let's do a recap of NAU sports of the past few months, okay? Sounds good to me. All right. So NAU men's basketball had had uh, the then interim head coach Shane Burkar. They went 16 and 14 overall, 10 and 10 in conference while going 10 and 5 at home and 6 and 8 on the road. This is the best season NAU basketball has had since the 2014-15 season. Shane Burkar uh, was kind of thrust in my opinion uh, in this position after Jack Murphy left in June. The question is, did Shane have enough time to rewrite the playbook, or was it something else? I wouldn't say rewrite the playbook, so to say. They ran a lot of the same stuff they've done in the past, except more so utilizing Brooks to Bishop as a passing big and initiating offense at the high post. It really used his passing ability to initiate offense more so than Jack Murphy really ever did. But it seems like that's the way Jack Murphy would have had them play anyhow, because that's the way the roster was set up to play. So I don't think it's like necessarily rewrite, but he had enough time to really show what he can do. The team bought in real quick, almost immediately back when over the summer and before the season started. So he had the trust of the team already after being there for a year and knowing a lot of those players personally. Him and Cam Shelton were very close, actually, and continue to be. They're very tight and very close as a coach and a 
the starting point guard, which is a relationship at the big sky level you really need to have hashed down. Right. Now, NAU Athletics have dropped the interim label, thankfully, and has officially made Shane Burkhar the head coach. What are your feelings on that? I think it's the right call. They made the decision, ultimately, or officially announced to introduce him via a virtual press conference last Friday. And the murmurs were very unclear about what they were going to do because the coronavirus epidemic was causing some weird delays, so to say, and weird question marks over how the hiring process for a lot of college basketball teams were going to go. GCU made their decision. They figured stuff out. Other colleges across the country have hired guys. It was only a matter of time until NAU made a decision, and they ultimately landed on Burkhart. Mike Marlowe, NAU's athletic director, said that they landed on him just based off the body of work from the season. It made sense to go with him. He had the right mentality. He showed the blueprint to build this program going forward. He's got ridiculous amount of ties to the state of Arizona as a former um, highly regarded basketball co- high school basketball coach in the Valley at Mesa High School winning state titles. He's got plenty of coaches down there he's still close with and many recruiting ties that can help him build this program the way a lot of boosters have been hoping with local kids, the closest you can get with Arizona. Right. You know, he's and he's he's shown that. He really has. Um, I mean, this is, like I said, this is one of the best seasons we've had in almost five years. Um, right. There's, there's excitement around the team that hadn't been there in years. Right. Now, since the end of the season, two very big NAU players have left the program. Bernie Andre is going to Vermont, and Cameron Satterwhite is going to Montana. How much does that hurt NAU men's basketball? And what, if you've heard any, are Coach Burkhardt's plans to fill those spots? Well, oddly enough, I just wrote a story about that exact question about two days ago. About yesterday or two days ago. (laughs) So... Burkhar, I talked to him, and he's very confident in the roster he has returning. The two main pieces being Cam Shelton and Luka Dolovich, the hot shooting off guard that can either go 7-11 from 3 or be held to 0 5 because teams just key on the dude. The biggest trick with Andre and Satterwhite leaving is those are two guys that were starters and also two of your better athletes and two guys that created space and playmaking for Shelton and Dolovich and other pieces around the roster. Shelton's best trick is his driving ability. We all know this. He's a great straight-line driver. He's got tremendous quick, quick bursts and athleticism. And Dolovich is an outside shooter who knows how to get free, and he's learning how to play off the dribble more than just a shooter. But Andre and Satterwhite gave them more space to do that. Without them in the mix, and even Brooks the Bishop, who was lost to graduation, of course, those guys don't have the ability potentially to get as free because defenses can now key on those two and those two alone depending on how the rest, rest of the roster shapes up. You have some young guys that are solid. Keith Heyman is a 6'8", sh- lanky shooter in the wing. Isaiah Lewis showed f- flashes as a freshman. Ajahn Gaguik is a solid kind of multidimensional defender, but he's not much offensively. And then at the big at the five spot, you got Nick Maines, who's a stretch five and a little skinny, but can bully his way a little bit inside. Then you got two transfers, Adris Jackson from Dartmouth, who sat out this year, and Carson Tout from Cal Baptist, who's going to be eligible to play next year. He was an earlier enrollee. We don't know what they can do. I saw Adris play a little bit in summer practices. He's athletic. He's a big dude. Carson Tout, no idea what he can do. I just know he's kind of a tank like Brooks the Bishop. 
they got pieces and they could always they have two scholarships to fill so the transfer market's always a possibility or just another freshman that can do something i guess well it sounds promising either you know so i'm definitely looking forward to it now let's kind of switch the roles here let's talk about nau men's indoor track and field on february 17th the nau men's indoor track and field team became the number one team in the nation uh, which they held for two weeks with lsu and florida being two and three respectively right before the championships could happen and nau could potentially win and become the national champions for the first time in history for indoor track and field this whole virus happened and it was canceled what do you know about you know what happened with them how their spirits were and what's kind of going on in in that club well i talked to mike smith not long after it happened this is what felt like ages ago but it was basically right after the cancellations mike smith of course the director of cross country and track and field at nau they were bummed i mean it sucked they had a legit chance to make a title run with the way their distance guys were and the way they were set up to do it between tyler day jordy beamish luis grijalva they're loaded and Tyler Day and Jordy Beamish are two seniors. Like, it sucks. I know Tyler Day personally. I went to school with the kid. Like, it's really unfortunate for those guys to have to miss out on that chance. Even going into outdoor season, the team was probably legit able to do another, a similar to what they did in indoors. Tyler Day was set to hopefully, honestly, had the chance to become a national champion. Like, Tyler Day is that good. Yeah, he really is. He really is. Um, NAU track and field head coach Mike Smith, that you mentioned earlier, uh, has become the National Men's Coach of the Year. Tyler Day, uh, which he is a senior this year, has become the National Men's Track Athlete of the Year. Now, speaking of Tyler Day, the NCAA has granted an extra year of eligibility. Does that qualify Tyler to run again for NAU indoor next season? I believe it would if he wants it. I still don't know the specifics because there's layers upon layers to this. Because the NCAA also slashed schools funding because of the cancellation of March Madness. So the shared revenue that the NCAA works with, there's going to be an issue with how do schools pay for these extra scholarships for spring season but the school has to like, pay for these scholarships, and that's going to be interesting to watch. I have no idea what anyone's going to do. I've not talked to anyone about it yet because I'm trying to wrap my head around the logistics of it myself. Well, I mean, I looked into a little bit. Do you know why the NCAA slashed funding? Because the cancellation of March Madness just dropped so much money that would have come in they just slashed it from around 600 mil to 225 i believe and march madness is such a big revenue builder for these schools that's why okay canceling march madness was massive especially economically for the for the ncaa oh totally it, it, i mean because that helps everyone yes exactly because the way the revenue is split across all schools and all conferences okay all right lance we're now about three weeks into this whole virus pandemic thing. 
And our sports world has been completely turned upside down, especially the unknown for football. Right now would be the normal time for spring workouts, practices, and the all hyped up spring football games that are that are held across the nation. Right now, none of that is happening. What is NAU doing to help maintain the positivity of the football players and still trying to make uh, sure that the readiness is still there for the upcoming season? Talked to NAU head coach Chris Ball this morning, and they're doing as much as they can given the circumstances. They can't be with their players in person, so they're doing video, Zoom, whatever they use calls to see their players and get them on their schedule. Make sure they're doing their own workouts. Make sure they're doing their conditioning, going through X's and O's as a staff. Ball is going through it with his uh, coaching staff with recruiting and how they have to do that, which, of course, as you know, is changing a different look because of the dead period that the NCAA instituted until March or until the end of April. So now instead of being able to actually be in person and recruit athletes, athletes have to contact the coaching staffs. So they can still recruit. We see it on Twitter all the time. These NAU kids are getting – or random high school athletes are getting offered. But it takes a different look when they can't see these athletes in person. They can't judge the physical size of these kids to know if they're actually fit. Because as we all know, Ball has been really emphasizing making this team more physical, making this team bigger, more capable of taking those hits, less injury concerns, be able to run the ball up the gut without having to get hurt. This the way ball wants to build is taking a bit of a hit because you can't see these physical athletes in person, whether it be high school or Juco or even college transfers. Right. Now, am I right uh, that I heard or read earlier that NCAA has expanded the dead period to May 13th? I think that could be accurate. I need to double check it. I thought it was just till the end of April, but it may have been actually till May 13th. Okay. How does ball sound overall? Well, he sounds pleased with as much as much as he can be. Like he sounds like he's doing as much as he can given the circumstances. There's really not a ton they can do. He used the phrase "red light, green light." Green light are stuff you can control. Red light you can't control. This is a red light situation. They're not going to worry about stuff they can't control. So definitely sounds fair enough. Sounds promising. Well, I mean, obviously there's still unknowns around the team. You were actually. Uh, the uh, dead period is May thirty first. May thirty first. Okay, I got uh, my. Yeah. I got yeah, my. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a long time. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. So and yeah, there's still questions regarding NAU football personnel wise. We don't know who's who's gonna be throwing the football for them after the graduation of all time great Case Cookus. We don't really know who's gonna be running the ball either because Joe Logan graduated. He was one of their better running backs of all time, especially in recent memory. Really, all we know is the wide receiver core is loaded, and they have some solid pieces defensively. We just don't know how it all fits together. Well, that is the big question of who will be getting the ball in the air. Exactly. Well, Lance, thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to say? No, that's all I got, man. Just stay safe and stay healthy. You too, bud. Thank you. Once again, thank you, Lance, for coming on. Now, I did also have a quick a text message chat with the Big Sky Commissioner, Tom Wistersill. I asked him, uh, what is Big Sky doing for the universities during this pandemic, and what kind of support role do you have in place? I also asked, 
what kind of ideas are you thinking of for the upcoming football season and the rest of the fall sports uh, if this pandemic continues? He responded, and I quote, We are having twice a week conference calls with athletic director groups and a weekly calls for their president's council right now. Discussions have ranged from spring sports eligibility, financial implications from the NCAA cancellations, and now starting to plan for summer and fall. All things are on the table and are being discussed by multiple groups. Like the rest of society, we are all at home using video calls. Our schools have been great about sharing best practices since we have so many different states in our conference. As for football and the rest of the fall sports, we are looking at all scenarios. Unquote. Listen, I like the rest of the football fans and everyone else out there. I'm excited about what the future holds. I know that there will be a football season. What that looks like, I do not know yet. There's rumors of the sports world in the fall that we'll get into later on on my next episode. Not even going to touch that right now, uh, but I think they're false. But I'm excited. You should be too. Never forget. Always remember. Root in a U. I will talk to you next time in about two to three weeks. Talk to you guys later. Just as long as she stands